Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It's NCU 91.1, 91.3, and of course 91.5 only on your FM dial. I am so delighted, I'm so happy that we get to spend the next 25 minutes or so together. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Thank you so very much for keeping it locked to NCUFM. It's NCU 91.1, 91.3, 91 91.5, only on your FM dial. And I am happy this afternoon to welcome back to studio Dr. Jason Winter. Now, those of you who listened to the program last week, you would have been aware that we started a mental health series. Yes, it's all about mental health and mental wellness. So it's really three weeks that we have been focusing on it for. And this particular week, we are going to be dealing with an area or an aspect of mental health that I am thrilled to talk about. But before I introduce what we're going to be talking about, I want to welcome Dr. Winter. Are you there, sir? Yes. Good evening to you, Mrs. Murphy, and good evening to your listenership. I'm happy to be back with you. Thank you very, very much, Doc. I mean, the last time you were here, I learned so much about mental wellness, mental health. We spoke extensively about aspects of it. Is it genetic? Is it biological? And this week, we're going to be segueing into emotional intelligence, which is an aspect of mental health and wellness. A lot of times, we focus on being intellectually intelligent. So, you know, academically, we want to get the good grades and we want to do well, you know, to achieve the next milestone in life. But it's also important to be emotionally intelligent. Now, talk to us about this whole phrase, Doc. What is it, emotional intelligence? Thank you again for considering this particular focus of mental wellness. Well, IQ or what person formerly would be run, would run with, that's of intelligence quotient. But now there's a focus on emotional intelligence. And essentially, you're looking at the ability to sense understand what's happening around you, manage what's happening around you, communicate that which is happening around you. So if it is that in your experience, in your perception, relating to others, you do possess the ability to identify your emotions, mm -hmm. not only of yourself, but of others, relate to others, um, you are self-motivated, and you know how to really manage your emotions. That's what emotional intelligence is in a nutshell. And we will look at the different components that are attached to emotional intelligence and you know, share with persons how they can improve or acquire that particular skill relating to emotional intelligence. Okay. Is there a spectrum that uh, defines emotional intelligence? So, for example, um, you know, is there one end that says, well, you're not emotionally intelligent, the other that says you are, and the gradients along the line, uh, how does one know where they are on that scale or spectrum or continuum? We can quickly then go into the components. Sure. While there is generally not a, a spectrum um, approach, in terms of emotional intelligence, we look at the different components to say, all right, depending on the author that you read, you may get four major components or you may get five components. Uh, and I'll quickly navigate between those two areas. Mm -hmm. But I like the five major components of emotional intelligence. And so it looks at one, self-awareness, motivation, mm -hmm. 
empathy as the third, the fourth being your social skills, Mercy. and the fifth component, that of self-regulation. Mm -hmm. So involved in each of these uh, components are areas of one's life. You can say, how have I been functioning? Am I proceeding well? Am I doing well? Are the areas that I need to improve on? So when we talk about self-awareness, we look at the emotions that exist, mm -hmm. um, your self-acceptance, self-esteem issues, self-confidence issues, and, and the whole gamut of self-assessment. How do mm -hmm. you evaluate yourself? So again, if you're able to truly look within yourself and say, all right, I'm not so good, I'm so good, or if there are areas in the self-awareness that you need to improve on, then take the steps to improve them. Mm -hmm. And by the way, just to say that there are numerous emotional intelligence screeners or self-assessment tools that are available mm -hmm. for persons to go online and do a quick check of themselves and say, all right, mm, this will give me a headspace as to where I am at in the process. So right. that can be a start. And I'll just share that early, even now, um, just do a general Google search online. Mm -hmm. Or if you can't go on it yourself, just ask a family friend or a family member to send you, uh, get a emotional intelligence um, screener that you can complete. Okay, so let's go again. You pretty much go to Google and type in emotional intelligence screen. Yes, and there are a number of others, that um, ones that will pop up. Okay, so that's self-awareness, self-regulation. Talk to us about self-regulation. What's that all about? All right, so under the self-regulation component, we're looking at how it is that you're able to, and, and by the way, this falls apart of self-management in the wider aspect of self. So your discipline, mm -hmm. your self-control that exists, your trustworthiness factor, mm -hmm. your adaptability what are some of the positive thinking skills that you have and also problem solving skills mm. that definitely comes into the mix. And by the way, I can easily say that when we look at emotional intelligence, you could classify it either as first set deals with interpersonal issues mm -hmm. and the other set deals with inter. So you have intra mm -hmm. and interpersonal. So it's about others and yes. then it's about me. Which one is about me? Intra is within, okay. personal, and then interpersonal, you and others, others. outside of you. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to self-regulation now. When we talk about self-regulation, you mentioned things like, you know, balance and pretty much, I'm, I'm getting from you setting boundaries, ensuring that you're able to manage yourself well. Um, can I just get a little bit specific now? Uh, does it mean managing how I eat? Does it mean managing you know the hours i sleep how many hours i spend doing a particular uh, thing does it include temperance is it be very specific with the self-regulatory mechanisms <laughs> for us uh, in, in a nutshell you have hit it right on its head mm -hmm. being doing that and more so right. understanding your sleeping patterns mm -hmm. understanding when do you get upset um, when do you, time management is an important thing too. That mm -hmm. which you have control over as an individual, right. what do you specifically do? Um, your intake, your sleep patterns, mm -hmm. very important to stay on top of that because that falls apart of the general mental wellness. Mm. Uh, boundaries, your planning, um, what are some of your desires? Able to identify and list those mm -hmm. and take steps to achieve those goals will part of um, will so, fall apart of um, self-regulation. Hold on, Doc. You, you said something that sparked my interest. So if, if somebody is able to set goals, but they kind of feel stuck, you know, not being able to find ways and means to move them along or to achieve them, that's an aspect of self-regulation too that's not being met? 
definitely because it, it, it comes apart as a larger goal of self-management mm-hmm. and so if you set your goals um being able to go through decision making process what are the things you need to put in place mm-hmm. and take tangible steps if it is that you want to go back to school mm-hmm. you can just have the desire but have you um, searched at least your top three schools? Have you find out when are the application right. periods to go to these institutions? Mm-hmm. And have you acquired the various documents needed to mm-hmm. complete an application? So if it is that you find you're struggling to do that, it goes back to some of the issues that we mentioned earlier, even on the self-awareness that will impact mm-hmm. on self-regulation. So mm-hmm. if you're not... Um, solid are grounded in, in terms of the positive and the desirables mm-hmm. under the self-awareness, talk about self-esteem, self-concept, then it becomes difficult for you to, to regulate. self-regulate. Mm-hmm. Understood clearly. All right. Um, there are three other components. So just reminding the listeners, we dealt with component number one of um, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. Uh, component number two, self-regulation. We are at component number three. Let's take motivation. Uh, definitely. By and large, we have two types of motivation. We have mm-hmm. intrinsic motivation and extrinsic. And by virtue of intrinsic, that yes. which you are able to inspire yourself, mm-hmm. do within. You know, you don't need someone to tell you to get up and go and take a shower mm-hmm. uh, because you see the value of that. And so you get up, take your shower and be ready. Mm-hmm. The extrinsic motivation might be, okay, I need to get a shower. Uh, let me do that before the water gets cold. Right. Because after it gets cold, I might not likely take it until the next day it's warm up. And that's if mm-hmm. persons don't have water heater. Mm-hmm. Or the extrinsic motivation is linked to any incentive or rewards that mm-hmm. is provided externally. Uh, so, for example, again, going back to school, it might mm-hmm. say, right, extrinsic, I want to increase my... Um, remuneration linked to a job you pay you want more money kind of mm-hmm. a thing so the more education you have the more you're able to demand or command certain income mm-hmm. versus the intrinsic motivation might be your own desire for knowledge and quest and uh, for example you might want to find yourself at Northern Caribbean University where they say <laughs> learning never ends and, and that's the place that you want to be always be moving yes, forward yes you 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 should be in the marketing department might I add <laughs> No problem at all. But all right. So I see here where there is a link between self-regulation and motivation because it is the intrinsic or extrinsic motivation that allows one to be able to regulate. So, so I'm, all of these are interconnected. They are. They are. And so mm. that's why we want to understand that when you do that self-assessment or that screener on emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. it will be able to tap in into the various components, right. the five components, depending on the author, as I said, mm-hmm. that you would use. And so you can appreciate that, okay, you are short in one era you can then take steps to improve because there are benefits to you know emotional intelligence across different components Mm -hmm, that we mm -hmm. have highlighted okay all right so we we just handled motivation doc let's move to empathy no empathy is a big one Mm. because it it requires us to come out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and remember we talked about the um, the whole gamut of emotional intelligence, it, it, it pretty much have you and me in right. terms of the components. So this particular component of empathy relates to others. Yes. You being able to come out of the comfort zone, you know, there's a popular phrase, um, locally you will say an individual in their feelings or up in their emotions kind mm-hmm. of a thing. If you're able to come out of somebody's hurting, in other words, you have a simple saying that walk in the person's shoe, mm. being able to walk 
put on that individual shoe, sense their reality, right. and be able to understand the hurt or pain or the happiness, the joy that individual experiencing, and mm-hmm. share in mm-hmm. with that whichever the type of emotion. So empathy in a nutshell, acknowledging other individuals' emotions, being mm-hmm. able to read that, to sense it, and respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's angry, mm-hmm. uh, they might not necessarily be angry at you. Many times a person might go on the defensive and feel as though that anger is directed towards them. But being able to say, can I offer you some water? Can you tell me a little bit more about why you're mm-hmm. angry? I want to better understand. What, and so ask questions like those will help to build your empathetic skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have some questions coming up, but I really want to deal with the final component. Empathy really, I mean, we could have a program just on empathy alone, you know, because a lot of times we we think that persons are just perhaps mean, you know, unkind. Yeah, that sounds better. Yes. But it may not necessarily be a case where they're deliberately trying to be unkind, but they're just not aware of how positively or negatively they are impacting individuals. So it could also speak to a lack of emotional intelligence. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They want to, but they don't know how to. Right. Or they might just go in a lockdown, quiet, um, silent mode mm-hmm. and um, not being able to respond. Mm-hmm. And many times the individual doesn't necessarily need a quick fix or an, a way up. But if you being there can acknowledge in that, acknowledge that the individual is hurt, Mm-hmm. Reflect that back to them to say, it, it, it seems to me that you're really having a difficult time. Um, how can I, you know, be of help to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good step to take, you know, in terms of an empathetic response. Right. A lot right. of times there are some conditions that you, they say you will never be able to walk the person's walk or walk mm-hmm. in the person's shoe mm-hmm. because you know how one individual really and grief is a popular one right you know you might have lost both parents or you have two individuals they have lost man, both parents I, I know what you you're going through ah, you I understand listen man I've been that, that's there that's a killer that's a killer <laughs> yes you could probably say I've had a similar experience and though they are yes. different Mm-hmm. Um, mine was tough but I can't begin to imagine Mercy. what yours would have been but I sense it's real and you leave it at that yes yes uh, alright so um, time is going let's look at social skills social skills go ahead alright so this is the other one that deals with others and so your ability to again be a leader your ability to follow to value the contribution of others your ability to inspire influence and develop and manage conflict, social skills. That's what um, that comes to the fore. But again, you know, many times when, when the, at the end, when the dust is settled, you ask, what was that conflict about? Uh, you ask, why the argument um, init- um, escalated to such great severity? Mm-hmm. And it's because conflict management skills were just absent. So social skills does involve the ability to inspire, influence, and manage conflict. Mm-hmm. Many times you might have individuals say, I'm a loner, I don't like to go out, I like to be by myself. Uh, they do not know how to respond or to fit in mm-hmm. that too. And, and so you want to manage and, and be conscious of that. I get it. Now everybody's going to be up there to run to the microphone and begin leading song service or begin their speech. Some persons really take a lot of time to warm up. Mm-hmm. But social skills is important because for the mere fact that 
we are not um, isolated beings. We are social beings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, if you are just tuning in, you've tuned into the right station, NCUFM. It's 91.1, 91.3, and 91.5. I'm Adis Jonas Murphy. I'm here having a discussion with Dr. Jason Winter. Yes, about emotional intelligence. We are on the second episode in a part three series that we're hosting on mental health and wellness. Now, Dr. Winter mentioned several things. So we, we defined emotional intelligence. We said it is the ability to understand, to use, to manage your own emotions in positive ways, to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, etc. But we went further to look at five components of emotional intelligence. And um, I must make mention, Doc, that this particular reference that I'm using here is according to Daniel Goleman, who is an American psychologist who helped to popularize uh, emotional intelligence. So he listed five components, self-awareness, number one, self-regulation, number two, motivation, number three, empathy, number four, and social skills, number five. So we went through them in detail. And here is, here is the question now, Doc, that I've been waiting yes. to ask. The question is, can an individual be taught this? Is this something that naturally happens through genetic uh, workings or is it primarily based on social upbringing and skills? It is a blend between the two, but predominantly we would want to see the nurturing side. Well, to each of us, we say nature versus nurture in terms of how you are, the way you are. Uh, and so there will be that genetic predisposition um, that you may have. You might have angry, very aggressive persons in your family, very dominant type personalities. And so you might take that on or it can be nurture where you learn much of these areas. So again, when you do that self-assessment, that screener on emotional intelligence and you reckon that there's an area that you need to improve on, that's always a safe and sound starting point because we can easily identify when one is high or low. Mm -hmm. um, you look at assertive, even individuals by and large assertive, they're very ambitious, they have, they're driven, strong-willed, and, and I put a question mark on it, I have to be mindful <laughs> of that, it can, it can become so dogmatic that yes. you're not be able to listen to the empathetic side of you, so right. give and take. So if you're warm, enthusiastic, you're very sociable, charming, mm -hmm. those are indicators to say that, you know, you're relatively good on the emotional side of things. You're detailed, careful, mm -hmm. um, and so on. But then you have the individuals who might be critical, picky, fussy, and resistant to change, easily distracted, mm -hmm. um, aggressive, demanding. Those are characteristics might very well be associated with the low. Mm -hmm. So can you be taught, as you mentioned, absolutely yes, Let's improve on your self-concept. Let's improve on your self-regulation mm -hmm. and take you through that course through whether it be your mental health practitioner, a licensed psychologist or a licensed counselor definitely can provide that support mm -hmm. to see you on the higher hand because uh, there are positive traits. Leadership will, your leadership will benefit tremendously from it. Um, improve decision-making throughout your daily activities. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, in the occupational side of things, you're going to probably see a reduce in turnover. So this is something that management need to be aware of. Right. Um, educators need to be aware of. Right. Let's say that generally one has good emotional intelligence, all the good aspects, positive traits of, uh, of emotional intelligence. So um, have heightened awareness 
of self, um, they manage self well, you know, high motivation, all of that. But they have, let's say, emotional or that's the wrong word. They have occasional outbursts of anger from time to time. You know, something triggers a person and they get angry and they, they react. Is that a sign of poor emotional can I say that somebody is not emotionally intelligent because of a recurrent um, red flag that that happens all right so if it's a one-off incident then we we do have um, a times where persons fault or in relapse we say mm-hmm. there's a, a well in substance you say there's a relapse kind of a thing but if it's an ongoing um, outburst on the negative side then there's cause of concern mm-hmm. uh, as to whether or not uh, if it's recurring, as you had asked, then mm-hmm. it's cause for concern. And it could be that they need to improve on one area of right. um, their emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Because of the component approach, and uh, they might be high in one and low in another. Right. So I'd, I'd, I would not quick to say an individual is, by, um, you know, quick, or we could say, no, um, clear cut, low, very, of a low in emotional intelligence. Uh-huh kind of question but rather see what areas need to be checked and bring them up right very good here's another one i'm going to throw at you iq um, intelligent quotient uh, eq emotional quotient which one you think is more important iq or eq for me i've seen where there's a a far push towards eq emotional intelligence emotional quotient because we might have you know two persons who are good on the academic spectrum Mm -hmm. you know they have their papers and your critical thinking and yes and that that's a bit what uh intelligent quotient will bring in your ability to relate to others based on your age mm-hmm. and um, where you're at your maturity but for me emotional intelligence is, is more of a, a wider spectrum a more wholesome consideration to the areas of an individual life and so Yes, you have the cognitive set, you're good, you know your thing, but you can relate to others, you can motivate others, then that's cause of concern. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's look at some ways that we can improve our emotional intelligence, Doc. Um, I I am looking at an article here from develop your soft skills at mindtools.com. And they listed number one as observe how you react to people. How does that fit into us improving our emotional intelligence? Observe how you react to people. Talk to us. Uh, That's a big one because again, you're not, you know, you don't relate or stay by yourself. You Mm. are a social being. So you want to understand how do you relate? What are some of the things that will cause you to respond negatively mm-hmm. what is it that you can tolerate what's your tolerance level mm-hmm. um, is it that you can tolerate children um, ambiguous questions you want clarity you want detail that's important in how you approach and interact with others mm-hmm. and almost ask the question and see if you're quick to talk or you are more patient that will give you a sense that okay I need to, to keep a check on that mm. because if you're going to be intolerable then uh, it could be that your regulation is going to be quick to flip. You're going to be quick mm. to flip the, the switch in terms of anger or not listening to an individual. And if you're not going to be able to listen to an individual, then you're going to miss that empathetic mm. reach. Yes, yes. Very, very powerful point there. Um, for the sake of time, we're going to take two more. So take responsibility for your actions. I know, you know, this is a human problem, you know, <laughs> Adam and Eve. Adam, why did you do this? Why did you sin? The Lord said to Adam, and Adam said, it is the wife you gave me, God. 
It's the wife mm. you gave me. So we tend to project a lot, you know, on, on individuals. We tend not to take responsibility for our own actions. But how important is this in improving our emotional intelligence? It, it highlights the human nature of us and, and, and the humble part that probably needs to be more the ability to say I was wrong mm. please correct me mm-hmm. or even to accept feedback and many times persons do give feedback but they might not give it in a very constructive way but mm-hmm. even then self-regulation may say all right let me listen to Sift the feedback through. I see yeah <laughs> and, see the good point and make sense of it so your ability yeah. to do that and move forward is is, is a healthy mark um, mm-hmm. an indicator that you're in a good position a good place all right and here's the final one examine how your actions will affect others before you take those actions so Im- and examine how your actions will affect others before you take those actions go ahead so is a quick pros and um pros and cons kind of a thing i'm saying okay so if i were to drive out um and leave my wife mm-hmm. this morning we travel together what's the impact Will, it be, will she be late for work? And if she's going to be late for work, what's the implication for her at work? Will she be able to come home at the end time of her day or it will be extended? Mm-hmm. So being able to do a quick check on if I do X, what's the impact on an individual mm-hmm. Y or you know Z kind of a thing? And being able to do that consciously or unconsciously, if that's a kind of a default way of operating, you're in a good place Mm. where you're able to think of others and put others first Mm -hmm. and make the best decision that will make you self happy and others happy. So it's not putting yourself above others or putting others above you. Mm -hmm. It's how Mm -hmm. that you're able to meet that middle ground by examining pros and cons in all decisions that you take or most decisions that you take. Right. I think it's human nature. You know, we work with individuals, we go to church with individuals, we socialize with individuals. Uh, Our families are made up of individuals. And from time to time, you know, you may have a case where individual X may be uh, gaining new knowledge, you know. So, for example, they listen to Healthy and Happy Eared right here on NCFM. And they would have gained this information and said, all right, I'm going to work on myself. But then those that they interact with are not necessarily that knowledgeable. And so, you know, it's not reciprocated necessarily. So here is individual X who is trying and trying and trying to be a better person. But the response or, yeah, the response is is not meted out at them. What do you say to individuals like those who are listening right now who perhaps may be struggling with, um, you know, similar challenges that you've mentioned here. All right. So you want to approach the individual with a sense of love and appreciation. And, and so your communication to them is, is crucial. And we encourage eye messages. So you have a colleague, a family member, you start with, I, you know, I've observed, Mark, that since lately you have been snapping at or you're not coming to work early as you used to. There's almost a kind of a letdown. I sense that you and when you use that I message, it does take off the blame and the kind of defensive automatic response that the other individual will reply. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good way to start. And um, say, you know, link the person, if at all possible, to someone who can provide that support. So your mental health practitioner, your licensed mental health practitioners, they are available out there uh, in Jamaica and wherever you're listening from. Again, you can check your local area, probably do a general search online to say mental health lesson practitioner in my location. You put in the area and see what comes up and then you can make that contact. 
Thank you so very much, Dr. Jason Winter, licensed associate counseling psychologist and also chair of the Department of Behavioral and Social Sciences at the Northern Caribbean University. Yes, yes, yes. Considering a psychology major, well, um, Doc, you have like 10 seconds to put a plug in right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Look here, man. Um, psychology, psychology, we welcome you at the university. We want to have you come and give of your best by studying, exploring a field within the mental health related fields. So psychology, <laughs> counseling, criminal justice, social work, come on over to the university. We are willing and able to help you. All right, wonderful. Thank you so very much, Doc. We always appreciate your time and your presence right here on Healthy and Happy. And um, I want to thank the listeners as well for, for keeping it locked to NCUFM. A big topic this week, you know, a topic we need to speak about more often in my point of view, you know, um, emotional intelligence. So remember, there are various uh, screeners that you can, you can participate in. You can just literally go to Google right now and type in emotional intelligence screen or screener. And um, then there are various uh, evaluation sheets that will come up and you just choose the one that suits you. And, uh, you know, in a jiffy, you'll know where you stand on the gradient. So, yeah, we're talking about preserving and protecting and enhancing our mental health. Thank you so very much, Doc, and all the very best to you. We hope to see you again. Well, hear you again <laughs> next week. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. We also want to say a very big thank you to our production team, to our engineering studio, Brandon Daly, and of course to the hardworking team of communicators at the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Until next week, same time, you may be in a different place. I'm Adis Jonas Murphy, wishing you God's richest blessings. spoken to me There's no word that can come back, boy I will trust the report of the Lord. God is not a man that he should lie. Every need he will supply. So I will wait. I will not be moved. I believe, I believe, I will trust in you. While I'm waiting, I'm getting stronger. My faith is rising. And I will run on while I'm waiting. I'm lifting up on foot as eagles. I believe I will trust in you. Everybody say